We're talking with uh, Emily Ledgard, uh, who is the uh, advocacy coordinator for Feed in New York. And this week they held a press conference um, urging the governor, state lawmakers to expand school meals, universal school meals for everybody. So, so Emily, maybe can you walk us through what, what is the actual proposal that you're hoping the legislature and the governor adopt? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, first off, thank you for having me. I'll also uh, just clarify that the, the coalition is the Healthy School Meals for All um, New York Kids Coalition that, that put on the press conference, but we were there as a, a partner. Um, but in terms of the, the ask for the legislator, we're looking for New York State to close the gap. So um, in the fiscal year 2024 state budget, New York State invested $134.6 million to expand free school meals. Um, through the federal community eligibility pro provision, the CEP expansion. Um, but that only covers 88% of New York state students. We're looking to cover the rest. So for the gap, for the, to close the gap, um, it'll be an estimated uh, $90.4 million that we're asking to cover the rest of the students. And I assume that uh, actually the federal government picks up a significant portion of this. The state is making a contribution. The feds are making a contribution. Yeah, that that is correct. So the um, the federal community eligibility uh, provision, the CEP, there's a new uh, CEP state subsidy. That's uh, that's where the hundred thirty point four point six million is going to. Um, and then we're looking to add additional money to that that state subsidy as well. So, so my understanding, the prison rule is if uh, you're in a school district and suddenly twenty five percent of the students are uh, eligible for. Um, school meals, and they can basically give school meals to everybody. And you're trying to expand that or take advantage of that? Yeah, th yeah, that's correct. That 25% threshold is really crucial. There's a lot of schools where they're at 24%. So they have students that are eligible. For example, the three over 320,000 students across the state are eligible for this program. But because their school doesn't hit the 25% limit, they're unable to receive uh, free school meals. And I understand there's about 650 schools statewide that fall into that criteria? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it's it's crucial. I mean, one in six New York kids face hunger. So these these school meals are really crucial and, and important for their success. Um, so how has the governor you know, responded to this? And is the concern just the money that's involved? Or seems like a no-brainer, especially if you're concerned about in and hunger among children, which... Most people tell you, of course, we want to end hunger among children. Right, right, absolutely. I think the money is the the largest issue here. Um, the The Department of Budget right now is is really going through the ringer trying to um, to manage the budget, and so uh, asking for an increase is difficult. But we think that this fight is worth it, and that there's enough support uh, both from uh, organizations, from uh, voters. 77% of New York voters support state funding for free school meals, and we have over 285 plus organizations uh, that are part of this coalition working towards this fight. When you talk about school meals, they include both breakfast and lunch? Yes, that's correct. And, you know, what's the, uh, how do the students like these breakfasts, by the way, and are they good nutritionally these days? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as someone who uh, participated in the program throughout the entirety of my K through 12 education, yeah, I mean, they they're good food, you know, it, I know it's not perfect, but, um, you know, it's good food that you it's USDA qualified food, it, it's, it's, 
has gone through regulations and and standards, nutritional standards. Um, so it's good quality food. Um, and additionally, what what we're hoping to do um, by passing this is that it builds capacity for farm to school programs. So we're getting more um, nutritional food, locally grown food into into schools as well. And how do teachers and, and the teachers union like uh, NISA, did the teachers come out in favor of this? Are they helping with the effort? Yeah, absolutely. They were uh, they were actually at the press conference on January 29th. Uh, they were a huge supporter, and, and it's really great to have them a uh, part of the coalition. Um, has, has other states done this? Would New York be the first, or are the other states already doing this? So there's eight other states doing it currently, uh, a couple in the Northeast, a um, couple, a couple out in the West, um, all over the place. We're really an outlier uh, here. We, we've we got to get this passed. There's eight states already. Now, some most of the listeners know, I, you know, I did anti-hunger work, you know, for a long time. And, I, you know, I know one problems in the schools where students had to individually apply to get certified to receive school, free school lunch and school meal. Uh, you know, there was often a stigma, especially as you got into the older grades, you didn't want to be identified as the, as the poor kid. Or, you know, for the schools, the 650 that still, you know, require students to fill out their individual applications, you know, is there a difference between participation rates based on age and are a lot of students still not applying even though they're eligible? Yes. Yeah. So some students are, are not applying because of that stigma. That stigma is really, really crucial. And some students will apply and and receive free lunch, but not eat breakfast. I was one of those kids uh, because breakfast is one of those meals that um, most students eat at home. So if you received free breakfast, it was noticeable and, and you would be targeted for bullying more frequently. So, yeah, the stigma is really crucial in um, preventing people from applying and also preventing students from receiving the benefits as well. So has any of the legislative leaders yet committed to make sure that's in the budget, like uh, uh, Senate uh, Majority Leader or the Assembly Speaker? Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure, to be honest with you, on, on their confirmed support. Um, but we do have support both in the Assembly and the Senate on this. And uh, last, um, the fiscal year 2024 um, state budget included that $134.6 million because of our coalition and because of large support in the legislature. So we, th we think we have the support to get it done this year. We just have to keep pushing. I, I mean, I was impressed when I heard that dollar figure last year and you got it passed. It showed, you know, there's an awful lot of um, um, su support for this. If people want to find out, you know, more about the program, maybe when they have some kids who might be eligible or, you know, if they want to, you know, contact their legislator and say one way or the other whether they think this is a good idea, how can they get that type of information? Yeah, the, good question. So that information will be found um, on the state website. You can look up your um, senator or assembly member. Um, and also, if you're interested in learning more about the Healthy School Meals for All Coalition, it's just Healthy School Meals for All. Um, and additionally, Feeding New York State, uh, we also have some good information as well. Now, you may have done this earlier in the interview, but, you know, what are some of the positive impacts that students in school see when, in fact, you're having, you know, universal school meals, you know, better class attendance, kids paying attention more, not falling asleep? 
Yeah, there are a ton of benefits. So uh, I'll name as many as I can, as quickly as I can. Um, it improves academic outcomes. Um, there's studies that show that it boosts test scores, cognitive function, academic achievement, and school attendance. There's support for students' mental health, uh, reducing anxiety and depression. It provides healthy, uh, healthy nutrition, um, providing nutrition that otherwise wouldn't be accessible in food deserts. Um, Additionally, for the grocery bill for families, it saves $150 per month per child. So this is important for all families, uh, all children everywhere. It's crucial for their ability to succeed in the classroom. It's crucial for their ability to develop um, a healthy relationship with food. And it's crucial for all of our children's New York voters believe so. 285 plus organizations believe so. The legislature believes so. It's time to get it done. So we have a little bit over a minute left. So I'll sort of ask a throwaway in the interview question, you know, what haven't I asked they need to share? Um, but also, you did point out this part of a broader coalition on the school meals, but are there other things that uh, Feed in New York is particularly hoping to see happen this year? Yeah, one of the crucial things we're looking for is to increase the SNAP minimum benefit. So currently, the, the minimum benefit for SNAP, you're never going to believe this, it's $23 a month. That's not going to get you anything. That, that can't even cover a week of groceries. So we're trying to increase that. New Jersey, we, we saw um, in 2024, they increased it to $95 a month. We're hoping to increase it to $100 a month. So that's one of the, one, that's one of the larger things. We're also looking to get uh, funding for some anti-hunger programs, HIPNAP, Nourish New York. Um, we're, we're looking to do everything we can to support New Yorkers. Well, thank you very much. We've been talking to Emily Ledyard uh, with the... Uh... Among other things, uh, Feed in New York, and this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.